everybody. It is 2022. This is my first episode of the new year. I'm super excited. Who did you guys kiss for New Year's Eve when the ball dropped? I kissed my dad. Not like that. Not like that. But my family was in town for New Year's Eve. They came to Austin, Texas, so I spent the holiday with them. Um, hopefully you guys didn't kiss your ex-boyfriends, but if you did, I don't know. I wish you luck for the new year. Today, I wanted to do a very special episode to kick it off with somebody who's very close to my heart, um, my sister, Erin. She is one of two sisters, the first sister that has made it to the podcast. And to start this off, there's really only one way to do it. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. Five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes. Hey y'all, I'm Erin, I am Jenna's, actually Jenna is my sister because I'm older, I was here first. Um, I'm 26, I live in Lakewood, Ohio, I've lived here for the past four years after college and um, you may have seen me in some of Jenna's TikToks or Instagram. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I am, Erin's a little nervous, we have to start off by saying that um, because Erin and I have really never had an actual conversation with each other and I feel like anybody out there with siblings knows how that goes, like you don't when do you often have like a serious conversation with your siblings? I can probably say this is likely our <laughs> first. Um, so she just did a little intro about herself, but basically I wanted to have her on the podcast. I mean, it's it's all fun and games, like wanting to be on a podcast until you're actually sitting in front of the camera and next to a microphone sitting side by side in front of a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is probably my nicest like podcast setup though. If you guys are watching the YouTube video, or you're seeing like the trailer or whatever on um, Instagram, it looks very professional. I might have to take some notes for when I get like my own studio, but I'm in Cleveland right now for the holidays. So I'm actually recording this before Christmas. It is Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm recording this in advance because I wanna make sure that I can spend time with my friends and family while I'm here. And on the list of things to do was record this podcast because Aaron's been asking, so we tried to do it last night. I mean, you've been asking too. We've been trying to plan this. Okay, it's but, mutual. But Jenna, Jenna doesn't plan things ahead. And the last time we tried to do it, she left her purse at home. And then we were going to do it last night, but then it was so late because her flight came in later than it was supposed to because she lost her passport at the airport. We had too much wine last night too, so this is now like the 10th time that we're trying to do this. Well, we had a little bit of liquid courage because I told Aaron that my dad, when he was on, was a little nervous, so we're like, oh, perfect, we'll just drink some wine beforehand. And then Aaron's like, should we do a shot of Ruppelmans too? Yeah. So we did a little sliver of it and all of a sudden we forgot how to talk on a microphone. So we're here today yeah. and that is kind of kicking off the first thing we were gonna talk about, which was our similarities and differences. Number one difference being that Erin is a planner through and through, very organized, and I am not. Jenna does everything very last minute on the fly, which is a really great quality to have. I wish I was like that, but I'm not wired but, like her. I mean, it can be a really good thing, but then it can also be really bad because I lose all of my stuff. I'm never organized. A little I'm, forgetful. Yeah. I never write anything down. So I feel like I wish I was more organized like Erin in that sense, but I think there's pros and cons to each. So some other differences that we have. I mean, I 
I stumble over my words sometimes, and Jenna is very well-spoken, I would say. Oh, thanks. That wasn't <laughs> even on our list of things we're going to talk about. That's just a little freebie compliment there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to that as well, I would say that our style is very different. So mm-hmm. growing up, yeah. Aaron and I used to chase each other around the house, like, literally we would screaming fight. at each other. She well, would have my clothes, or I would have her clothes we would run each other around the house until we got it back. Yeah. And now that we're older and adults, um, we still fight over that. But I would say we're maybe a little bit more receptive to sharing. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're... It's, it's more so me asking, like, hey, what what can I have of yours that you don't wear anymore? <laughs> because pretty much everything I have is from her because she she has the best style in the family. We all look up to her for that. <laughs> Thanks. Are you are you saying I have better style than Aunt Leslie? Oh no, she wins, of course. Okay, yeah. I talked about our cool Aunt Leslie on a podcast before and I know that she's gonna listen to this episode, but I think the whole family looks up to Leslie for her style. So she's just so chic and like yeah. effortless and athleisure. Yeah, she really is. I remember we went to New York City with her when we were in high school, and she was telling us that athleisure was in. And we're like, what does that mean? And she's like, you should wear your tennis shoes, like your sneakers with your dress. And we're like, ew, no. And then I ended up wearing those, like, Egyptian-style sandals, I remember, and, like, a romper. And now I look back, and I'm like, wow, she really is the the style icon. I know, seriously. Um, But other than that, Erin and I have... A few other differences too, but we are very much alike. Other differences was we did go to Kent State. We both went to the same college, so Mm -hmm. did our oldest sister, Sydney. But our college experiences were definitely different. Yeah. I mean, I sororities were a big thing at Kent. Sydney, she was in a co-ed honors fraternity that I ended up joining hers. And at one point, there was 11 people. Um, but it was cool because it was a small group and Jenna went the sorority route where, what was it, like 600 sisters and... No, not that many. I think there were a lot of sisters, but yeah. It was funny because when she, she was in the sorority and talk about her sisters all the time and recruitment and all of these fun things that she was doing, like I would always like have a little jab like, well, I'm your real sister. I'm your real sister though. (laughs) Like... Yeah, well, I think going to Kent, I because both of my older sisters went there, and my mom also went there. Well, our mom, I should say. Our mom also <laughs> yeah. went there. I was determined to, like, have my own college experience, and a sorority was something that nobody else had done. So that's another difference, too. But one of the similarities is that we're both very much, like, leaders, I would say, because mm-hmm. in both of our sororities and fraternities, we both took on leadership roles, and I think that's just a yeah. quality that... We just are very creative yeah. thinkers. I think that we get that from both mommy and daddy. Yeah. And another thing that we share in common is that our parents require us to call them mommy and daddy. <laughs> mommy and daddy. <laughs> we are 24 and 26. Sydney is 28. And we all still call them mommy and daddy, which I'm sure you may have heard if you listened to the episode with my dad. So that's another similarity. <laughs> yeah. As well as our um, creativity, we're both very artistic. I mean, I definitely paint a better dog than you probably could, but <laughs> that's just oh yeah, my specialty. For sure. Well, our mom was like an artist, kind of, right, would you say? Yeah. She was an interior design, so I feel like we both kind of have a knack for that. Interior design? You? Oh. No. Yeah. I do have to Jenna looks up to us for interior design help. Yeah, I do have to. Like her apartment that she's redoing right now. What do you think that I should do with it? Very (laughs) indecisive. (laughs) Sorry. What do you think that I should do with my apartment right now? I don't know. I have to see it in person when when we're there. Okay. But she doesn't think that I should do all of the color that I'm trying to do. 
So that's another difference too. I'm a she's a little bit more like modest and classic. Neutral, classics, vintage. I love I love like little antiques, um, thrifting. You're very much into like the collectibles, I would say. Yeah. Like unique things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that we kind of have in common, but also don't really I would say another thing we have in common is our humor. Which I yeah. think that we both get from our dad. I think we're both pretty funny. I think we're we're always trying to be like the funniest person in the room, like in our like <laughs> when we're around friends. Yeah, and whenever I'm home too. But it's such dry or, humor. I would say it's more like dad humor, which we definitely get from from our dad. From our dad. Oh. Yeah. One last thing that we're very similar is our taste of music. Yeah. We we just did our spa, our Spotify wrapped. Mm-hmm. Um the blended uh what's it called? I don't know. It's like when you pick somebody else on Spotify and then you combine your two most uh popular songs from the year and it creates its own playlist. That's actually the only playlist I've been listening to for the past 2 weeks ever since we made it. Yeah, same. Our top artist was Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I don't think that's very reflective of our, of our actual music interest, though, but I think it was just, like, a girl boss year where we were listening to Olivia Rodrigo, like, all year. Yeah, I think my number one most played song was actually Driver's License. I got yeah. really, really invested in the Olivia and Josh drama for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I guess I just didn't have anything else more exciting to be invested in. <laughs> so uh, Olivia was one of my top listens, but I would say overall our combined music taste was more like Indie folk. Indie folk, stomp and holler, slap your knee, (laughs) strum a ukulele. Um, We're very, like, soulful. Yeah, and I would say that we have our oldest sister, Sydney, to thank for that. This is a funny story. So, in high school, we all all shared the same cars all throughout high school. So, whenever one of us would graduate and go to college, the car would stay with the girls who were in high school. It was a Saturn, and it looked like a torpedo. Oh my god, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and you would turn it on, and the engine was so loud that everybody in like the overflow parking lot would look at you. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we actually got that from our Aunt Wendy. So, yeah. Shannon, if you're listening, that car... Is the OG. Yeah, is the OG. And then after that, we got um, a Honda Civic. Honda. In the Saturn... You know, you could only listen to the music you liked if it was on a burned CD. Um, Because it was so old, there was no aux to plug it in or Bluetooth at the time. Oh gosh, there was definitely no Bluetooth. That car was from like the 80s or 70s. So we had um, quite the collection of CDs in that car. They were actually all Sydney's. (laughs) I don't think me and Jenna ever burned our own. No. Well, I did because I used to host... Eighth grade parties in the basement, oh and God. I would burn my own mixes. Yeah, you would play. You would play just just dance with your friends in the in the basement. I yeah. remember actually in high school, Aaron had this one party in the basement, um, which this is really random. But houses in Texas don't have basements, which I thought is was really really weird because a lot of my high school memories were in our basement in Ohio, and one of those was Aaron hosted this party, and they got like a giant. <laughs> thing of glow sticks and they had like a glow stick dance party in the basement and at the time I was young so I thought it was the coolest thing ever I was like oh my god it's like a grown-up it was party like a, <laughs> it was like a rave down there and we were totally sober and I think we were seniors or juniors well that's okay looking back on it though <laughs> so odd it's so fun oh but okay back to the CD oh the CD yeah so um there are a couple of CDs that we just listened to on repeat 
like driving into the school in the mornings, we had the radio and then we had this one particular CD, which I forget what it's called. I think it's called Folkin' Around. Actually, oh, I'm positive yeah. it's called that. Sydney called it Folkin' Around with a Sharpie marker. It's the best CD because every time you play it, it's like you know exactly what song is coming up yeah. next. And we just learned all the words to it. And it was like the one CD that we played on all of our road trips. So when we got rid of the Saturn too, I took that CD with me when we took it to our next car, which was the Honda Civic. And in high school, Aaron was three grades above me, right? So like when I was a freshman... You were a senior, pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Because then when I was a freshman at Kent, Aaron was a senior. Um, So, like, growing up, I mean, we used to, not that we used to, like, fight, but we weren't, like, really the best of friends. Yeah. And then Aaron went to college. I I wasn't the nicest older sister to Jenna sometimes. No. She definitely wasn't. I always (laughs) wanted to be Aaron's friend. I was always trying to, like be in her little world. She never wanted me to. No, but, then, but it but it went both ways though because you you always you did things growing up after me like you always did the one thing that like I didn't do. I we were both on homecoming court. <laughs> Which this is just one example. Like I was on homecoming court, Jenna was on homecoming court and Jenna won up to, because she was what was the princess or runner up? Oh or my something. god. Yeah, it was. It I was, was just like up. every everything that I did, Jenna did it better. So there was, there's always been a little bit of like, I am jealous sometimes. <laughs> I have literally never heard her say those words to me. I know ever. this is so weird because we've never like. Well, I guess I never really I thought like this about is it. Like self-induced therapy right now. Yeah, a little bit. And our parents are gonna listen to this one and be like, "Oh, you girls." Yeah. Oh my gosh, our girls are just being so <laughs> oh, sweet you to each other. So, I guess so I never fun. really saw it like that though, because I always did everything that my sisters did. Like growing up, Aaron and I worked at Mally's together. We were both mm-hmm. cheerleaders. We were both in drama club. That was also another thing that Sydney inspired us to do, because she was really good in like theater. She did the plays and musicals, mm-hmm. and that kind of got us involved. And I never looked at it as me like one upping them. It was just me doing the things that they did because I wanted to be like them. So I guess I never really realized from, like, your perspective what that felt like. Which I guess kind of goes into our next topic, which is about... So we just talked about our similarities and differences, and I think one of our biggest differences, especially more recently, was kind of what we did after college and our experience after graduating and just becoming young adults. So for me, like, I graduated in May 2020 during COVID, obviously peak, Mm -hmm. peak quarantine, And I didn't get, like, a graduation ceremony or anything. I was searching for a job. Eventually landed the job at TikTok, and I moved to Texas. And this was all just, like, very sporadic Mm -hmm. within, like, two months. Yeah. Life just, like, hit me like a storm. I just graduated, and all of a sudden I was just an adult. And then Aaron had a very different experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I graduated Kent in 2017, and then almost – Right after graduation, I I was looking for an apartment in Lakewood with two girls, and I didn't have a job yet before I signed, and everything with life that happens after college is very fast. Like, I signed an apartment, I bought a car, and then I got a job and kind of did things backwards, um, but I decided to stay in Cleveland area, but Lakewood um, is very young and like a great place to move to you know, like living in Cleveland, it's very neighborhoody um, and kind of a mix of like 
families and young professionals. So I, I knew I wanted to stay in Cleveland. I didn't have this desire to move out of state, which I think a lot of younger 20-somethings kind of do. I decided to stay, got a job here, was actually hired on with the company that I was previously interning with in college. And I was doing marketing in the hospitality. <laughs> I really, why did I say it like hospitality. that? Hospitality. Hospitality. <laughs> it was so enunciated. <laughs> okay, I can tell that you're starting to like loosen up Ramble. a little bit. So this is I'm, good. I'm rambling a little No, bit. you're not rambling. This okay. is good. Okay. So I was working in marketing, hospitality, tourism, special events, trade shows, that kind of world of work, very creative, hands-on, working in teams in the office, really loved that job, and actually the last project that I had with that job um, was hosting watch parties for The Bachelor. Oh yeah, that was cool. Episodes when Cleveland was hosting Peter, The Bachelor, because of where I was working, Destination Cleveland, we were kind of helping them promote The Bachelor and all of those dates in the city, promoting Cleveland um, on national television. Once that episode aired on The Bachelor, we had watch parties for clients in Chicago and Washington, D.C., and um, that was probably February 2020 was kind of the last project uh, that I had with them before COVID. I feel like that's when things started picking up too, that you were really getting into your job that you loved Mm because you were able to like plan events and get, I remember you were decorating the events too. You were just always texting in our family group chat, really Mm -hmm. excited about the things that you got to do and places you got to travel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden just like a halt to it because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So for a couple of years I was really happy in that work and living in Lakewood and doing all those things. And then with COVID hitting, um, we were furloughed from that company um, starting in March. And if you're not familiar with the term furlough, it's not fully laid off. It's kind of like, this is a temporary hold. Like we might bring you back, but we might not. Um, but you're going to get unemployment during that time. Constant state of limbo, basically. Yeah, it was a constant state of like, I'm not sure if I'm going to get called back, but at this time was when, you know, Jenna was going viral on TikTok and got the call from LA to work for TikTok, and I had just lost my job. And it was just kind of funny looking back on it now because, like, I felt like I was in such a time of like, man, I I lost my job and then Jenna's like getting her dream job during a pandemic. Like we kind of joke, only Jenna could <laughs> do this. Like only Jenna could get her dream job during COVID. I was going to say, one of the questions I was going to say was like, because you lost your job and you felt like you were, your life was now taking a turn and then you were watching me kind of get everything that like I had been hoping for. Mm-hmm. How did that impact you? And like you just mentioned before, which I've never heard you say, kind of like that sense of jealousy. Mm-hmm. I guess like how did that make you feel? Especially because yeah. there were a lot of people in the same situation. Like a lot of friends were losing jobs or vice versa. They were getting promoted or they were getting new jobs. They were moving to new cities. So I guess when you're going through something and you're comparing yourself to where someone else is at, especially like your own sister who's a little bit younger, like mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? <laughs> Which is so weird because I guess I'm just asking you like how yeah. I made you feel, but I, I've truly never known. I guess I just never considered no. that it would be something hard to kind of watch. 
I mean, it it was like I was fully supporting you with your successes getting like the job right out of college and you were on TV. What was that one oh my thing gosh. that you were? <laughs> it was for Access Hollywood. They did like a storyline about doing like the viral TikTok resume and then getting the job. And yeah. it was when I had just gotten to Austin that I did like the interview. Yeah. It was it was just like one thing after another, um, which people started asking me like, oh my gosh, Jenna's doing this. Like, oh my gosh, Jenna, is she really getting that job? And it was just constant questions of her like, yeah, like I think she's actually getting it. And, you know, at the same time, I was starting to pursue my paintings full time. So I kind of had my own thing going. And it was very new for me to pursue painting full time because I wasn't working. I was kind of exploring painting dogs full time. And that kind of blew up where I was getting different support than you were because mine was a little bit I guess at that time felt a little bit more temporary, but yours was like your career. All right, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, enjoying a little bit of some sister time. But right now, oh my gosh, I am just so incredibly excited to be able to share this news with you guys. If you listened to my most recent episode before this, Um, kind of wrapping up the new year, talking about things that I'm working on going into 2022, I subtly mentioned that I have some very, very important and exciting news with Fun on Weekdays. So, okay, here it goes. Oh my gosh, my heart is like starting to beat so fast. I need to take a deep breath. All right, so it all starts a few months back when I got an email from Macy's. And they're like, we love your podcast. We love your TikTok. We, you know, we love everything that you're doing. And I'm like, oh my God, Macy's, like this is the real deal. So, you know, I looped them with my managers and my team and we're talking about ways that we can work together. And I'm so, ah, I'm so excited to be able to share this with you guys. But Macy's is going to be sponsoring Fun on Weekdays. This is just honestly so insane to me. I'm so grateful and appreciative. I literally went to college to be able to potentially work for a brand like Macy's. If you don't know this, I went to school for fashion and after college I intended to work, you know, in that industry. And obviously now that I do a podcast full time and I'm doing social media, I am working with fashion but just not necessarily in the way that I had pictured. But for me, this is just so much more hands-on, more creative for me, way more fulfilling. And to be able to hear that brands that I love and support and have shopped at for years support me is just, honestly, I have no words. I have so many memories of Macy's, whether that it was the first time that I ever went to New York City. I remember my aunt Leslie took me, we went to Macy's, the iconic store in Herald Square, and I was just in absolute awe. I grew up shopping there with my mom. We would always go there for Christmas and I would always look at the purses that she wanted that were on her Christmas list. And then I would go back to the mall later that day with my dad and we would buy it for her. I shopped at Macy's when I was getting shoes for prom. And even like my sister's wedding three years ago, all of our uh, bridesmaid dresses were from Macy's. To this day, I still shop at Macy's. Every single time that I go to the mall, I always go in there. I shop online there. Macy's just has literally everything. You walk in there and it's like a fever dream. (laughs) So to be able to work with them is honestly just, 
I'm I'm so grateful. Macy's, thank you so much for supporting me. And I'm so excited about this. I hope you guys are just as excited about me. We're going to keep it fun and interesting and different. Every single episode, I'm going to talk about products I love. We're going to talk about trends that are happening. And for me, it's honestly like a way that I get to kind of live my double life where I'm kind of fulfilling like what I went to school for in a way. I don't feel guilty for spending thousands and thousands of dollars on student loan debt. So with that being said, going into 2022, Macy's has everything for you. Whether you're planning a vacation and you're looking for bathing suits, towels, sunscreen, maybe you need like a cute little beach sarong, who knows? Maybe one of your resolutions for the new year is to get into the gym. So you're looking for Fitbits or like new running shoes or active wear. Macy's, like I said, has almost everything under the sun and this upcoming year they really want to focus on giving you time to yourself so that you can accomplish all of those goals. One way that they are helping you do that is with in-store pickup or even curbside delivery and wait this is so cool I didn't even know that this existed but you can also get delivery that's powered by DoorDash. What? Uh, since, Since when does DoorDash deliver from retailers? Like that is news to me. We're getting real advanced here in 2022. I'm so excited to share with you all of my favorite products, favorite brands, favorite things that I think that you absolutely need, like the essentials. And you can find them all on Macy's.com. And yeah, oh my gosh. Okay, well, we'll talk about it again next week. But until then, I'm going to leave you guys. Go back and enjoy the rest of this episode. Woo! Macy's, I love you. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because mine was like a full-time corporate job and yours was... Cause, so Erin paints custom pet portraits. She has an Instagram if you want to check her out. I posted about her before, but it's EL Paintings, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. she used to paint like in college. She would do stuff for friends, always gift people personal you know, gifts for like their birthday or Christmas, whatever. And then during COVID, mm-hmm. kind of took it up as part of like a part-time job because you were on unemployment and you just had a lot of free time. Yeah. And then I the, had a expendable free time like every day we were quarantining that was like my main thing like I would wake up make a cup of coffee and paint dogs and it was awesome and I didn't realize at the time how special that that nine month time frame was going to be because when you're in the situation you're thinking man I am I gonna get called back to my job Mm -hmm. um what's happening next but now looking back on it like I'm so grateful that I was unemployed for that long to have that opportunity to explore something that was just a hobby that kind of turned into like more Mm -hmm. than what it was. I think that during COVID was when you realized, oh my gosh, wow, I could actually do this full time Mm -hmm. because you had so many people from around the world now who were coming to you. Whereas before it was really just kind of word of mouth Mm -hmm. around like Cleveland, our hometown. And then TikTok came about and I'm like, Erin, you need to start posting TikToks of your paintings because you can if you don't get your job back if you end up losing your job and you're no longer for load this could be like replacing it and it's something that you like to do so like why not it was definitely a learning experience too and it was like so much fun I'd never really realized how much people love love their dogs and also <laughs> the same people appreciate artwork and when you put the two together it's just people cry like I Mm -hmm. I love getting the videos when people um, send me they're giving it as a gift and the person opening it is just like in tears I love that I'm able to give my talent to somebody like that so yeah I mean 
just like the ultimate difference is like Jenna and I just were very different in the route of work that we kind of went after college. Living alone during COVID too was just a challenge in itself. COVID up here in Cleveland was different than moving to Texas and having yeah. a roommate down there. Yeah, for sure. So living alone and obviously during COVID, what were some things that you did? Like other than painting, obviously that took up a lot mm-hmm. of your time, but what were some things that you did like alone or with friends during that time so you didn't feel so lonely? Because I had a roommate when I first moved to Texas and I feel like that really helped me. I can't imagine being alone in my own apartment and mm-hmm. just like having to make comfort around that. So yeah. what, what were some things you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I love living by myself. Um, I've lived by myself for two years. So I had lived by myself for a year before COVID and quarantine happened. In general, I think everybody should live by themselves at least once if you can't afford to. So the best advice I received from my coworker, she, um, she told me, you'll never have a time in your life um, where you have the opportunity to live just by yourself. Like you have your whole life to find somebody to live with, to find a partner, get married. When you're single, take advantage of that. And if you can um, afford to live by yourself, then do it because there's no better time to live by yourself than now and to learn your about yourself and how you like to live in your own living habits. Mm-hmm. I've loved living by myself. Yeah, so during COVID, um, I mean, we had to be a little bit creative, obviously, with not going out to bars per usual and doing things outdoors. But, you know, I got into some puzzling. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole family was really into puzzles. That's something that I don't have the time and patience for. I, but- I had like a puzzle, like small group of people come over one night and we're just like puzzled. Um, <laughs> I really got into going on walks, going to the lake, just spending time like out in a park or Mm. taking my hammock out somewhere I started getting into reading it was kind of just like the little things to like keep each day like different yeah that's what I say all the time too is like you can be in a routine you can you can be the type of person that loves routine I personally am not like that and but I agree that there are a lot of people who are have find like a lot of comfort in doing the same things. But I think if you're going on a walk every day or you're going to a coffee shop every day and you're going at the same time so you are living this routine, you can at least change it up. So you're going to a different mm-hmm. place to get coffee. You're yeah. going on a different place to walk or you're doing a different puzzle or, mm-hmm. you know, like there's different ways that you can change your routine and keep your life interesting so you don't feel like you're living the same day over and over again, especially yeah. during COVID when it felt like we were living in a literal, like, simulation of the same day repeated and repeated yeah I mean I like spending time with myself and I think I think there's comfort in spending time alone um there's a difference between feeling lonely and being alone and I think during quarantine living by myself and spending time with myself I learned how to find comfort and just like spending time with Mm -hmm. myself and um so I would recommend like if you can um live by yourself for at least a year and try it but 
as far as like meeting up with friends uh, during this time, like it was just a very transitional year. A lot of my friends were kind of settling down or moving out of the area since they had been living in Lakewood for a while or getting engaged. Like I have, I have a lot of friends, very good friends that are insignificant like relationships at mm-hmm. this point, but it was really those like day-to-day people um, that I could just call that like live like in my neighborhood that would be up for doing anything. And one of those people was my friend Taylor. She lived like 10 minutes away in Tremont. She was just very easy to call up and do anything with because we also had the same like work time mm-hmm. frame too. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are nurses. Um, it's kind of hard to plan with their schedule sometimes. So between um, having um, friends that are like prioritizing relationships or are just like on different schedules, um, those people I have to plan in advance with. Well, speaking of the people that are in relationships, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like you get to your mid twenties and people start settling down, getting engaged and people that you used to be super close with are now you're spending less time with them. And so especially during a period of life where you don't get to see people, what are some ways that like your friendships have kind of evolved and changed as you're still single and some of your friends are now like married or engaged? Like, would you say that your friendships changed at all or the way that you connect with them has changed? I don't think those friendships have changed at all. It's just we were more intentional with planning in advance to make the time to see each other. It's like we pick up where we leave off. Though Those are the friends that things don't change no matter if they're dating somebody or not. Like, we... The, yeah. The friendship is so strong that it doesn't matter that they're spending time with a, a boyfriend. But... Um, it kind of, on the other side of having friends that are single, like those are, those are kind of the people that I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, like who, who's in my same stage of life right now, because, you know, I'm single and there's a, there's a lot of things that I like to do, um, that some of my friends don't like to do, which is totally fine. But I feel like there's a lot of friends that it doesn't matter how much time passes or like whether they get into a relationship or not. If they're your true friend, you'll always make time to see each other or whether that's like call them or FaceTime. Um, but getting back to like those single friends that you would go to during quarantine, you talked about Taylor. I know that she was one of your closest friends and especially during that time. So if you want to like talk about her and some of your guys' memories. Taylor is my best friend she uh, during covid she was my my go-to person um, especially on weekdays we, yeah <laughs> taylor was kind of like my go-to weekday person um we were friends in high school um we didn't get as close until it was after college when we were living in cleveland so taylor had this like nature of always up for anything especially on weekdays um we did a road trip in September of 2020, um, which was still a little frowned upon traveling at the time, but we um, kind of did it off grid and road tripped around Utah, just us two, and stayed in a tent up in Zion National Park and just like spent time outdoors and hiking. And um, she is awesome and made me realize like that is what I wanna do more of this. 
She's very similar to Jenna in that she's very, very messy and unorganized. <laughs> I was so nervous to travel with her for the first time. Um, I remember getting in her car one time in Cleveland, and there was just a giant pile of stuff in the back, and she's like, oh, don't worry about it, and she just, like, pushes it aside. So yeah. I feel like her and I were very alike in the fact that maybe, like, a little unorganized, but always the person that you can call upon to, like, have a good time with you to take you out of, like, your headspace, I guess. Yeah, she was the best for that. Um... Taylor, um, unfortunately, was in a car accident earlier this year in May. So losing her as my kind of go-to best friend weekday person that was, like, always there no matter what, was always like, screw boys, let's go out, just us two. Um, losing her was very, like, it was it was hard to put this podcast together like we we went through an outline yeah. to like kind of go through the thoughts of what we wanted to talk about and when I think about my life in the last year it's kind of like there's life before Taylor and then there's like life before or after Taylor and it's like I'm a kind of a different person in the way that I do things and live because of her because this one day in May happened you know, I think this this message around, like, fun on weekdays um, is kind of what I wanted to ultimately get to, is that at the time of Taylor passing, I went down to Austin. It was a couple weeks later mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that it was my birthday, May 29th, that um, needed some sister time and, like, <laughs> <laughs> needed some pick-me-up. It's hard to celebrate your birthday in a year, like, two, just two weeks after losing your best friend. So it was, like, kind of feel guilty for doing that. But it's, like, she wouldn't have wanted me to stay home or be sad or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So Erin was really hesitant. I remember, I literally remember getting the text about Taylor, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, my heart literally sank. I didn't even know what to do. And I feel like at that point, too, it's really hard as, like, a sister or as a friend. I don't know like the heartache and like grief that someone goes through and I've never mm -hmm. had someone close to me lose someone like that so I also didn't really know how to be supportive and mm -hmm. I feel like one of the ways that I kind of like assimilated to was being like well you can come spend time with me in Austin like it'll be fun mm -hmm. just sister time get your mind off of things or like mm -hmm. not even get your mind off of things but like do something that she would be happy to see you doing. And I remember around that time, it was the end of May, and I had been tossing around the idea of doing a podcast. Like, mm -hmm. it was truly just speculation in the air. Like, it was never really an intention to follow through with it. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling Erin the name of it. Yeah, well, we were sitting on the couch. Yeah. And you were showing me, or it was in your TikTok bio first, having fun oh, on weekdays. Yeah. And then you're wow, like, it was. You're like, I think this is going to be the title, Fun on Weekdays. Mm -hmm. And just because of the timing of it and the person that she was to me, it was like, oh my God, I love the message behind like having fun on weekdays. Because when you lose a person that is so close to you that you talk to every day, like pretty much every hour it really like changes your whole perspective on life and it is so important to have gratitude every day and 
you know, do things that are fun outside of your work, like on weekdays. Like you need to live life to the fullest because death can happen at any point in time to anybody. You have no idea what tomorrow could bring. And I think just like that, that's really like why I'm so behind um, the message of fun on weekdays and why like I just I just love it I love what Jenna is doing with the podcast and bringing people together and bringing like girls together to meet each other to have fun on weekdays because I um, am kind of looking for like friends again because oh my god why am I gonna cry oh my god I've never cried it's weird to hear your sister talk about something that you do when you like don't have serious conversations I guess and like I know she's been struggling the past year with Taylor but I guess we've never really like sat down and actually talked about it so like (laughs) I can imagine what she's going through but she's never actually told me and I feel like I mean I had the idea of fun on weekdays before like Taylor passed I guess like I always lived by that motto of just like you know every day you should do something fun never live in routine but then I think and I've talked about this before but when Aaron lost Taylor I was like oh now it has like extra meaning I guess, um, because it was like, this really does relate to the fact that you never know when it could be your last day. And I think the whole purpose behind it, when I first started it, it was not necessarily what it is now. And I think now my like meaning is to bring people together so they can find like that community of people that make them feel comforted, that they can have fun with, that they can live life to the fullest with. And I think it's incredibly cool that like I'm able to connect my sister with some of the girls through like my Facebook page because um, you've met up with girls in Lakewood and yeah Aaron I mean you know correct me if I'm wrong but Aaron's been kind of struggling to like find those girls that feel like well like close the, friends. the same like who she was was she loved to travel and do spontaneous things and hike and she was like the outdoorsy friend um, that I looked up to for you know, like being my pioneer to go hiking with or to go road trip with. And, um, it, oh my God, Aaron's landlord downstairs. Right. If you're listening to me, I'm, I'm doing a podcast up here. <laughs> he can probably hear me because he slams the freaking doors and he's been coughing away. Oh, his COVID. Well, his coughs are going to get through the vents. Okay. So, okay, right. let's get back to this. All right. <laughs> she was your like outdoorsy friend, like fun pioneer she would always be down for any adventure and I feel like it's really not that common to find people that are always up for a spontaneous trip but I do think that the community of like girls that I've built and Mm -hmm. guys too I mean there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast but I think that the main community of people that follow and listen to me and listen to this podcast do have that mindset so Mm -hmm. when I get them all together in a community like on Facebook and there's different city group me's for people to connect I think it's a lot easier to connect with those people in person because you already know that you have something in common with them mm-hmm. which is just that like love for life and love for like enjoying yeah enjoying your life yeah so you met girls in Lakewood yeah okay tell me about that how was that <laughs> um so I met a couple girls through a TikTok um it was actually a video Jenna posted she was trying to set me up with boys oh yeah we'll get to that and in, in the comments there were some girls in the Cleveland area that were like 
girl, like, let's meet up and be friends. Like, you, we don't need boys. And then there was, like, four others that kind of chimed in. And then um, one of them put us in a group message on Instagram and was like, hey, I hope this isn't weird, but I know we all kind of <laughs> messaged on the, the TikTok video saying that we should meet up sometime. So, like, what do you say? And... <laughs> Um, we were all just like, yeah, like, how's next Wednesday? Like, let's go to Humble Wine Bar. And we just kind of made it happen. And it was just so cool to have done that in Cleveland because that was that was the first time I did that here. Um, yeah, I feel like you've always spontaneously met up with people that you don't know in maybe other traveling. cities. Yeah, but to do it in your own hometown, it is kind of like a different feeling because it's being spontaneous in your own in your own hometown yeah that you're very comfortable in you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's also another way to spice it up (laughs) to spice it up what's (laughs) it why did I say that I but I you know what I'm saying like I I feel like meeting new people in your city you just truly never expect those people with the same mindset to live around you because you're like oh well I've never met them and I've lived here for this long but there really truly are people out there and I think that's kind of what my whole goal is is to help Mm -hmm. people like get connected to them because I and, remember, and it's not, it's not just like twenty somethings. It's mm-hmm. it's like people who are in the same stage of life and like helping people meet each other that way. Because you really don't know what people have gone through or their past or past relationships or past losses. Like you could be making somebody's day by just like introducing somebody new to a group like this yeah and I remember Erin texting me while she was going to it she's like oh my god I'm meeting up with the girls from TikTok tonight like I'm so nervous and then she's (laughs) texting me while she's there and she's like oh my god they're so cool they're so awesome they're so fun and normal like they're making me not want to move out of Lakewood because I'm realizing that there's actually people here that I could be like very good friends with and I feel like that's really cool Mm -hmm. for me to hear um because it gives purpose other than just like oh, go do something fun. Like, there's meaning behind it. If it helps create a friendship, like, that's what my goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, so as my older sister, someone who listens to my podcast, maybe yeah. not necessarily all of the episodes, um, is it weird to hear me, like, <laughs> try to give advice? And is there anything you've learned from me? I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny when you just you just speak so profoundly and... <laughs> I realize I need to enunciate my words better. What do you mean profoundly? Like you speak so mature for being, how old are you, 24? Yeah. When I think about me at 24, that seems like forever ago. And I I don't know. It's just. It's weird to hear somebody who's younger than you that you know really well. It's like, like, your like sister. you, like even you still have so much to learn. Like, but the the girls that are listening to you, they're all pretty much, like, on the same, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who are older than me that listen, too. And and it's really weird, in a sense, because I'm like, I have (laughs) literally no criteria. Credentials. Credentials. I have no credentials to be giving anybody advice. But, like, for whatever reason, people, (laughs) people still listen to me. I mean, you can take my advice or not. Some of it is pretty good. Some of it is just, like, absolute nonsense that I spew out into the world because I just love hearing my voice. Yeah. I think everybody loves to talk. Yeah. Um, I think you really love to talk. Yeah, I definitely do. I love to perform. Always been like that. Um, 
Yeah. Erin and I are always performing some type of, like, skit Duet. or something. Yeah. A monologue. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so... But, I mean... Well, I did have something else to say. Oh, okay. I mean... Go ahead. If I... If I have one takeaway from all of your podcasts, um, it's that you you constantly say to surround yourself with people who bring your energy up. Surround yourself with friends who don't drain you, that are not mm-hmm. <clears throat> that are not, you know. It's never a battle of like whose struggles were a competition or, yeah. and it's not toxic. Like surround yourself with good people who will support you no matter what and one of those people are are your sisters (laughs) (laughs) our our mom and dad will love that little segment right there just kind of going back to you know having experienced such tragic loss of a best friend people experience grief in different ways but if you do have a friend that has experienced loss I mean Hopefully you haven't. Hopefully yeah. you don't experience that. Um, but I mean, it is life. The best thing that you can do to support somebody um, in a situation like that is to just reach out and check in and say, hey, thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just do something like, I remember the best thing was when I got a random Venmo for like $10 from this girl that said, go get yourself a coffee or a drink or ice cream, like thinking of you. It's the little things like that, that a hundred percent, like just make somebody's day a little bit lighter. Yeah. I feel like too, cause I'm in Erin's apartment right now. And this morning as I was getting ready to go get us smoothies, I was looking at her refrigerator and I was like, wow, it's so nice to see that she has, she has notes from her friends that are still pinned up on her refrigerator from people <laughs> who like sent her flowers or sent her a note um, from either like when our grandmother passed or when Taylor passed and they were just like the nicest notes and I feel like those are the little things that go the farthest because even me I don't like I I truly don't really know how to like yeah. support someone who's going through that and before we were going through this outline of talking about things that we wanted to bring up during the podcast I I told Erin one of the questions I wanted to ask her was what advice she has for anybody who is going through grief or like lost a friend or someone who's very close to them and what you said was I said it's it's not advice for the person who is going through that experience of loss and grief because everybody deals with it differently the way that I grieve is going to the places that she went to going to the bar that we went to looking for little signs like of the wind blowing in a different direction like that's her walking around yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I mean there's no way there's no advice to give to somebody that is experiencing grief they'll do it in their own way but for those friends or sisters or family that are on the outside of that is um the advice that I was trying to get across is just check in over time because people kind of forget that somebody passes but when you're the person who is actually grieving you it's it's not just like this one loss it's like you think about them constantly every single day and have to have that reminder or you remind yourself like Mm -hmm. this is this is my loss yeah it's a 
It doesn't go away after a couple months. It never goes away. It's like you learn to carry it with you better over time. It kind of comes in waves. There'll be times where I like want to celebrate her and like take her favorite shot or something. But then there's times where I'm driving in the car and our song comes on and it's like I'm bawling in tears. Like there's so many different stages of grief. You don't really know that until you experience it firsthand. No, that's good yeah. advice. <laughs> that's good advice. I can tell Erin has Just... been like really thinking through this because she, <laughs> I feel like you, like you want to say the right things and like you want to leave a lasting impression for yeah. sure. So when we're talking about Taylor, I kind of want to like wrap things up and then talk about what you've been doing more recently. Mm-hmm. But I do want to end on like some positives of your experience with her just being friends. Like what were some of your guys' favorite things to do during the weekdays since you said she was like your weekday friend that you would always go to? Yeah. So she would come over all the time. I would make her dinner. We would light candles and like... <laughs> Have like, like an ambiance dinner. We would literally have like a date with each other and just like do like stupid stuff. And it was always me cooking um, because <laughs> we didn't want to eat the food that she would cook. <laughs> um, we would hang out on my porch um, all the time. Just wine nights on the weekdays. That was pretty much a standard of course going to our favorite bar the flying monkey she would always (laughs) want to drag us out there she was the one always coming up with these random ideas um and I would just be like yeah sure like do you know where that is and she would like find it like a abandoned path like along a river that she wanted to go on like I don't know how she found the things that she did, but my favorite memories of her are just like the way that she lived and traveled and just made adventures for herself and always tried to bring people along with her and like Mm -hmm. forced us out. And in terms of like ways that you've dealt with her grief, because obviously like you said, it happens over time. It's like Mm -hmm. it happened in March. May. 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 It happened in May and it hasn't even been a full year and so I feel like over time obviously there's been different stages of that and what are some ways that you have been able to like help yourself and still find pieces of gratitude even though you've lost lost something like so significant? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing and I might tell the light bulb story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that happens um, or that has happened is that I'm like, there's no way that she's just gone. Like, energy of somebody and spirits live on. And I think that is a new kind of perspective that I've had since May. Just because I'm like, I can still feel her yeah. around when she's here. Um, and so I, I just am trying to live the way that she did. And one of the experiences that I had... Um, this might sound like voodoo to whoever doesn't. I believe in it. Believe. I don't. I don't care if you but think it's voodoo. I, I believe in spirits. I believe like she is like somehow still here, like traveling through time and space and energy. I spent a lot of time just connecting with all of her friends, people that I wasn't close with, um, like prior to losing her, and I, I also. Um, spent time with like people that just like were wanting to be there for me 
like day after day to support me through this grief. And it was one of these nights that um, my friend came over. He uh, brought wine. We were just like trying to have good spirits. That we were just kind of like talking about her because I was going to be writing a speech and kind of leading up to the funeral, just wanted to like have a decent night. And we're sitting out on the porch where Taylor and I used to hang out. <laughs> I'm talking to my friend, we're playing Scrabble. <laughs> and I had the exact letters to spell out her name on the board, which was weird. And he's like, oh, well, names don't count in Scrabble. And I'm like, oh, well, this name counts. Like, yeah. of course it does. As we're just like hanging out, playing Scrabble, drinking wine, whatever, I keep noticing like a little flicker in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, oh, I think one of my light bulbs is out. Um, but it's like when you when you look it like it's on and you can't catch like which light bulb is it because I they're like Edison string lights. Yeah, so specific. That's like a specific product name. If anybody wants to look up the string of light bulbs, Aaron has. <laughs> it's an Edison light bulb. <laughs> um, so it it's like this light keeps flickering. I'm like, which light bulb is it? And then um, finally, as like I catch it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's that one right there in the middle. So I kept my eyes on it, and um, at this point, I had started to talk about Taylor naturally, um, and then more so, the light bulb started to flicker in like an offbeat, weird way, mm -hmm. and then um, just still kind of talking about her in this dog park bar she wanted to open, like this was her dream. The light bulb starts flickering faster, and I can't even make this up. Like, when I say she wanted to name this bar Canine Cantina. Oh my god, that's so cute. The light bulb, yeah, if anybody wants to go in on a business with me, let's open a dog park bar, Canine Cantina, so I can live on her honor and also paint dogs to decorate it. Yeah, I think that you should totally do that, 100%. <laughs> anyway, so I say Canine Cantina and this light bulb is going crazy. And I, like, at this point, I'm like, this is too weird. Like, I, I stopped talking. I'm like, um, look, this light bulb over here is, like, going off. And he turns to look, and the light bulb was off. Oh, my God. <clears throat> he turns his head, looks back at me, and says, she must be here with us. The light bulb turned back on. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. And then I'm, like, kind of speechless for... A hot minute and was yeah. like I can't I can't even fathom what just happened there but I she's a hundred percent here in that light bulb so after he left I went up and crossed the light bulb and talked to it oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. but I mean that's just that's just like that was kind of a long story yeah but, can you imagine um, if the light bulb on your porch just started going off right now like I well, I truly do think that she probably is here she's probably like watching us and <laughs> laughing at you telling that story like oh she noticed you know Taylor if yeah. you're here if you're listening if you're watching us yeah come hang I, out girl <laughs> <laughs> but I mean when it when it comes to like coping with that and like going back to your question I think it's more so of like a heightened awareness of like before her, I would just have thought, oh, like, my light bulb is about to go out. But now that it's, like, after her, it's, like, there's meaning behind that. Like, she's here. Or it's kind of, like, looking for those little signs from that energy. 
things like that that happen like make you feel good and comforted to know Mm -hmm. that like their presence is still there yeah I feel that well I don't feel that because I don't know what you're (laughs) going through but I can tell from my perspective that Erin has really tried to live a life where she like honors Taylor and her memory and you can tell that the the change in her perception of life is like very intentional when you go on trips you leave her stickers everywhere Mm -hmm. or like you spend a lot of time with her mom and like so you are still very connected to her and I I think that she would be really happy to see that you are carrying on her legacy oh my god why am I gonna cry (laughs) oh my god so if there's one thing yeah like the legacy that she has left um what do you think that would be and this is in honor of Taylor Strauss, anybody listening. <laughs> so you know the kind of person she was and the kind of friend that she was for my sister. You know, if if I have to end this one way, it would only make sense to say, life's a garden, dig it. Mm-hmm. And that's a quote by Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that her quote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she kind of like took that quote and was like no that that's my saying the legacy that she has left behind is to never stop adventuring and exploring and all of our close friends all of her close friends we all have felt that and we know that and um traveling definitely heals and you know I think everybody should go out in nature and that's what she would want people to do Mm mm-hmm that's really beautiful. <laughs> okay, so it's talking about traveling. So Erin has done something that I have never done, which is just traveling alone. I've never done it. I've always gone with somebody or gone to visit somebody. And I think that's something that's really commendable, especially when you are like a young woman, to have the courage to go and just pick up and do a trip completely alone. Mm-hmm. So Erin just recently went on like a very long trip. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about it? Of course. Okay, let's let's get into it. So I think yeah. I think we we said our piece. We like really honored her, and yes. now we're gonna switch gears and yeah. just it's, fun. It doesn't uplifting. It doesn't though. make me sad to talk about her. I just I wanted to honor her in that way and talk mm-hmm. about all of those things. Yeah. Um, so the first solo kind of solo semi trip that I did was in July. Basically, I was going to Chicago to visit with some friends for Lollapalooza, um, which is also related to Taylor because Cautious Clay was playing. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to see him live because the last text message that I have from her is Wildfire by Cautious Clay. Um, I'm wearing a necklace that Jenna got engraved for me, Melinda Maria jewelry. Yeah, I have, says, I have this necklace that says, that says mine says make it happen, which is like the motto that I live by. And Aaron's always liked everything that I have. And so then I was like, oh, when Taylor passed, she told me about how the last song she sent her in through text was wildfire. was wildfire. And I was like, how sweet would it be? How sweet is it? <laughs> I don't know that. What is that? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Oh, okay. Where I was going with that was I was like, how cute would it be? Like, you can carry that with you everywhere you go, and it's like taking a piece of Taylor. So I got one for her. So now we match, but hers has meaning to herself, which says wildfire. Mm -hmm. And now that's become one of my favorite songs, too. I actually went and listened to Cautious Clay, took a video of him singing wildfire at ACL. 
Yeah. Baron. So, yeah. so back to your story, though. You went to Chicago. Yeah, so the purpose of going to Chicago was to see that song live, and that would be like a healing moment. Um, so I wanted to kind of make it a trip for myself around that, and I just found an Airbnb somewhere in Michigan. It was like a little RV on an inland lake yeah. in, <clears throat> I think it was Perrin Lake in Sturgis, Michigan. Um where I just stayed there for a night driving through to Chicago and kind of just made that, like, a stopping point and, Mm -hmm. you know, have some, like, me time, like, make a fire by myself, go kayaking. (laughs) To the normal eye, any single young woman would look at that Airbnb and be like, yes, this is a recipe for a literal horror movie where I'm going to get murdered. And Aaron's like, ooh, fun. Like, I'm going to go there alone, completely alone. And there was... no, it was like, on the lake, right? There's like a dock too. Yes, there okay. was a little dock that went out onto the lake. They had paddle boards and kayaks. And the only reason why I felt comfortable going there by myself for the first time, like traveling alone, was because the family lived in the house oh. right next door that owns it. Right. Um, so it was it was just like the best first solo experience because the host family was there. And in the morning after, they actually cooked me breakfast oh my God. Like, with their family. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. And um, then I just like went on my way to Chicago, went to Lollapalooza, and then on the way back, um, stopped at the National Park in Indiana, the Sand Dunes, because oh, right. um, Taylor always collected National Park uh, maps. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of now my quest is to keep collecting them for her. So I stopped there and did a hike. And then that cool. Airbnb I stayed at in Michigan was a little not <laughs> the best on the back end of the trip. But, I mean, overall, that was the first time doing that. And I never thought that I would ever travel by myself. Like, I have some oh my gosh. older girlfriends <clears throat> that... Um, like I look up to and they're like, you should really like try solo travel. And I'm like, I don't know. But once trying it, like it's, it's really enjoyable if you like spending time with yourself, but it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone to like plan for just you. And it's not for everybody, but, um, if you're wanting to try it, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like even growing up, you, I would literally never in my life envision Erin going on a trip just completely alone, somewhere like blindly. I would never picture that, but that is one of the things that I can definitely see like a change in the person you are ever since like traveling with Taylor. And Mm -hmm. so more recently, you just did like a very long trip. Yeah. So what was that one? You went to like quite a few different places too. Yeah. So, um... Forgot to mention that I did get a new job. Oh, right. In the midst (laughs) of all of this, you got a new job. In the midst of, like, everything happening in personal life, I did get a different um, 9-to-5 marketing job. Um, So this summer, they kind of um, enforced a new work-from-home policy. And I think this was August, July, around that time, Mm -hmm. um, where it was just kind of like they were reevaluating whether we were going to be remote every two weeks. And I started thinking, you know, like, what if I was remote, but just not from Cleveland? And um, because just like 
going through this change of life and having a different perspective of life is too short. I've lived in Cleveland my whole life. Like, I think I want to try somewhere new, especially now because Taylor always wanted to. We always talked about Denver. Um, so I started getting this itch to um, try somewhere different and just kind of asked my boss if I could do a remote travel trip while working still mm-hmm. eastern time zone hours it didn't change anything really um but then once I said yes like it was a lot of logistical planning mm-hmm. to actually make it happen which because of the planner that I am yeah. I had a whole <laughs> spreadsheet of where I was staying for each night mm-hmm. and where I was going to be working remote and um all of the things in between but Really, the only thing that I planned out actually was um, the road trip part. So I decided on um, doing Denver and Scottsdale, working remote mostly in those two cities. So I knew I wanted to do Denver. I knew I wanted to to do Scottsdale. My company had an office in Scottsdale I wanted to check out. And then kind of making it happen in the in-between, I'm like, why not do a road trip? from Denver to Scottsdale. It's not that far. Mm -hmm. This is something Taylor would do. And um, looking at the route, it went through Utah, which um, was on more of like the eastern side of Utah through Arches National Park. Planning that whole trip was like a lot of nights of like, what makes sense? What can I actually afford? Mm -hmm. How many days do I need a rental car? How many nights do I stay here or there? And I had two friends coming out to meet me in Denver and Scottsdale along the way too, Mm -hmm. um, which definitely helped with Airbnb costs. But ultimately it was just to get out of Cleveland for a while and try out um, two different cities that I was interested in. And I know you've like said this multiple times to all your listeners is if you're not ready to just fully move somewhere, then you could try it out for a couple weeks or a mm-hmm. month or sublease or Airbnb. Yeah. Um, so that's really what it was for me. And most of the time I was by myself. I planned everything. They were just kind of along mm-hmm. for the ride. And um, when I was by myself, I was going out to meet new people and putting myself out there and just making the most of Mm-hmm. being in, in a new city while still trying to work. Mentally. Yeah. That is something that I've talked about is like there's not not everybody is the type of impulsive person that can just bite the bullet and send it and move somewhere new. Um there's people that that is the type of person that I am, but you are the type of person that like you want to try it out. You want to think about all of the pros and cons of everything. And I think that is a really great idea if your job allows it and if you have the money to be able to kind of go and test out a place. So you can stay there for a longer term other than just a weekend. You can get a better sense of the city and figure out if you can actually see yourself moving there. Um, So I think that was actually really good for you because you've been having conversation for the past year of where do I want to go? I feel like I've outgrown Lakewood. I'm comfortable here. It's a good Mm -hmm. comfortable, but now I'm like ready for a new, you know, kind of like chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of leads us to present day. So you just got back from that trip. <laughs> yeah. So I met so many great people on that trip. Um, a lot of them were from Facebook groups. But oh, yeah. I put myself out there and just said, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Who wants to meet up 
for brunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is exactly what, like, the fun on weekdays Facebook yeah. group um, could be used for. And... Um, if you're yeah. not a part of it, too, just look up Fun on Weekdays podcast on Facebook and join it. There's, like, 6,000 people in it right now, and there's group meets for every single city. So if you're ever traveling and you're looking for someone to hang out with, literally the perfect way to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're looking for a roommate, you're looking for advice, perfect way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm still very much in touch with everybody that I met, and they're they're all, like, really great friends of mine. And I think now, like, I'm back. In Cleveland, we had Thanksgiving. I was wrapping up paintings for the holidays. It's been very fast paced of like getting back into like working in the office and painting mm-hmm. and the holidays and family and also trying to see friends. But now like COVID is also very bad again. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm kind of focusing like my time on figuring out what is coming for me in 2022. Um, I definitely have more time and motivation for painting now too. I think Mm -hmm. doing the trip and coming back and um, gaining more followers and interest like from like just word of mouth TikTok of paintings, I'm starting to like realize wow I I miss painting from 2020 like that was such a great me that I want to get back to um so I'm trying to like get more creative in that way and um you know I am still single after (laughs) after the trip as well um so yeah I mean I'm just kind of figuring it out where I want to be what I want to be doing yeah um I think one of the key takeaways from this entire episode is that it's completely okay to stay in your hometown or stay close to home or like live somewhere for a long term while you figure out like who you are who you want to be what you Mm -hmm. see for your future we are very much different in that in that aspect but I feel like we're also very alike in the way that what we're doing with our life we want to have purpose Mm -hmm. and I feel like some people it just takes a little bit longer for you to whoa Greg it just takes a little bit longer for you to make that jump and so who knows what 2022 will bring you hopefully a boyfriend you guys so (laughs) this is leading into what I wanted to to finish off this episode with is Erin has had not the best of luck with dating in Lakewood I feel like when you grow up somewhere there's there's been some positives lots of negatives lots of weird the men in Lakewood are not cutting it out so I've decided to take matters into my own hands I read a statistic that most people go on their first date on a weekday typically people are saving the weekends for like their girls weekend Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought what better way to start off the year than to ask my followers after listening to this episode if you think that you have a brother a cousin a friend maybe an ex-boyfriend no I'm just kidding (laughs) that would be a good fit for my sister We're going to, well, I am going to screen men that I think would be a good candidate for my sister. Men, not boys. Men, you guys. Not not guys, not boys. Men. Men. (laughs) So we opened a little link that we created on Canva. And the segment is going to be called Fun on Week Dates. How cute is that? So basically I'm going to host like a little DIY bachelorette for my sister and I'm going to find her a boyfriend in 2022. So we made a Google form. You can submit somebody that you think would be a good candidate for my sister. I'm going to pick the top, 
either like five to ten guys, and then I'm going to host um, a little speed dating, and we're going to do it on the podcast so y'all can listen to it, and we can all decide who we think is like the best person for Aaron, and then we'll see where it goes. I don't know, you guys. We got a fam- we got a cousin's wedding in March. Maybe he'll be the date for it, but nonetheless, regardless yeah. of where they live, I'm going to bring Aaron and this boy together. Um, somehow, in some way. Somehow, in some way, <laughs> and this might be an empty promise. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see where it goes. Um, (laughs) But I want to do it sometime around February, around like Valentine's Day. Mm. So I'm going to put the link in my bio. You can submit anybody. You'll have like a couple of weeks to submit. Let's say like two, two and a half weeks. I'll probably put a deadline on there. Not entirely sure yet. Got to fine tune the details. Like we said, I'm not really... usual. Yeah. Like we said, I'm not really somebody who likes to, you know, really plan things. This was a spur of the moment idea and I'm just going to run with it because I think it could be good. So... If you have somebody, submit them, and then we'll see. Maybe they'll be my brother-in-law at some point. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, Who knows? Okay. Let's, yeah, we'll see about that. Okay. And then the <laughs> last thing to end my episode, um, it would not be Fun on Weekdays podcast if I didn't ask my guest, Erin, what would be her fun activity idea of people to do. But this time, I want to ask her what Taylor would want our listeners to do. Okay. Um, if you can, adopt a dog this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really don't adopt a dog unless you're ready to do that. But I think um, something fun to do that, I mean, she always wanted to do was go to either a dog park bar or go to a dog shelter and just, like, play with the dogs. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love that. And it's a perfect time, too, because I'm thinking about getting a dog this upcoming year. So maybe this is, like, my time. Who yeah, knows? It might be. Oh, gosh. Just another sporadic purchase I can make. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that is the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you made us, maybe we made you laugh. Maybe we made you cry. But regardless, hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time Aaron's on the pod. Yep. (laughs) I'll I'll, uh, be a little bit more polished next time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you next Tuesday. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, I do. You know what that stands for? Okay. Talk to you guys next Tuesday. (laughs)